welcome back. Another day, another vlog. Monday, we're back again. Hope you had a fantastic weekend wherever you are in the wide, big wide world, uh, on the web or on the podcast. Thanks for popping back in today. Hope it wasn't too crazy. Hope uh, you got a chance to get out and get a bit of exercise. I know there's a lot of people that can't. Um, yeah, definitely feeling for you there, but um, yeah. We're back again. Hopefully I can give you a little bit of something to make your day a little bit better and or something to even think about or something just to give you so you can go Google searching while you're stuck at home. <laughs> you need something to do. After a while, you do get sick of looking at the internet. There's only so much you can search for. So I guess if someone gives you an idea of something to look at, well, then gives you a new search at least, which is always good. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a good weekend. I... Got a bit done. You would have seen the video I dropped Saturday. That's up and uh, up and running. So that was pretty cool. I've got another one pretty much done. That's this week's video coming up on the weekend. So that's cool. I'm starting to finally catch up, thanks to my lovely laptop. So yeah, you've seen that with the new wrap on it uh, from D Brand. It's come up awesome. It's a million bucks. I love it. It's probably a bit ostentatious, I guess, being red, but I'm a Cardinals fan, lifelong, born bred, got the tattoo, had to be red. My favourite colour, have to go red, and I do like the carbon fibre. It's got a little bit of that texture feel, so it come up really nice. Pretty happy with that. Uh, they come up, they're like really well done. Um, makes a big difference when they're laser cut and you've got a decent vinyl wrap. Uh, makes a big difference, definitely. Anyway, that was about pretty much my weekend. I got a, got a run in, caught up on a bit of sleep. I started watching a new show which uh, on Netflix, which was pretty pretty cool. Um, Warrior Nun. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit addictive, actually. It's a, a little bit slow. I guess starts reasonably okay and sort of steady, steady, and it's I think it's just sort of starting to get there now. We're, we're moving along, and, yeah, it's a bit of fun. It's nothing too serious. But, uh, yeah, it's not a bad show. Good little flick, something different, Warrior Nuns. You would, who would, you would never have thought of Warrior Nuns, but it's there, and it's not bad. It's worth. It's definitely one to chuck on the list if you've, got, if you've again, run out of stuff to watch after all this time stuck inside. But uh, And that's about it for me. I, yeah, nothing else too exciting. Wasn't as per normal, not a huge amount of news on the weekend, but Friday America time, which is our Saturday, uh, we did get a fair bit of stuff. So I'm going to run through that now. First off, we're going to go to the exciting stuff. Um, CR2 rumour from Canon Rumours. Uh, if you haven't seen Canon Rumours before, if you're into photography in Canon, uh, there's a few different websites. You get Sony Alpha Rumours, which is sort of seems to be a little bit hit and miss. Uh, Canon Rumours seems to be fairly accurate, and he has sort of levels. He has a CR1, a 2, a 3. I think uh, 1 is sort of like uh, maybe it might happen. 2 is like uh, a bloke's told me, so it's maybe pretty close to being accurate, and 3 is basically locked in indefinitely. And he's, and he's pretty consistent with getting it right in that regards in those levels. So this is a CR2, so it's a fairly logical. I think most people are thinking about it. Um, we have talked about it a few times here with about the M50. Now, we had, did talk last week about the M50 getting the high or the a new, brand new, high-end M50 to come out at the end of this year 
in Japan to start off with and then 2021, the rest of the world. But it's going to be a high spec, uh, yeah, fingers crossed. I'd love to see like a an embodied 1DX type level thing, little funky weatherproof, drop proof, well, not drop proof, but you know, just that really rugged sort of photographer's photography camera uh, to I guess to replace the M5 and the M50 all in one boot. I don't think they need both of them in the range, but if they could combine one camera to sort of take over from both of them and make it the elite in that uh, range, I think that'd be awesome. Um, now, the rumour coming out was that there's going to be – IBIS is pretty much locked in, and I think everyone in Canon that uses the M, like myself, uh, it's a super, super popular camera for people like myself that uh, do a bit of YouTube, a bit of basic photography, and um, – have a channel and do videos and stuff like that. It's a really, really good value camera. I cannot say enough about the M50. I love it. Um, yeah, fantastic. So if you get IBIS, that is awesome. Uh, if it's sort of anything near the level of the new R5 and R6, that would be amazing. Pretty cool. Obviously, the Canon lenses, the, there's a couple of them that do have inbuilt stabilization. So they'll, with if that's in case, that'll probably increase the value of those lenses. Um, <clears throat> so they're, they're a little bit old. So hopefully, fingers crossed, when they do bring it out, they do bring out an elite level, uh, a high level, high spec lens range. <clears throat> a lot of their zooms that they do have for an hour, the 15 to 45, the 55 to 200, which is, I've got both of them. Um, they, like 55 to 200 I use all the time. It's great zoom. But it's really high aperture, so four. I think it's four, four point five or something upwards. Um, it'd be great to get like a, a two point eight. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> a two point eight, like the L series lenses Canon does. Get that, you know, that high quality glass. Even if it's a little bit bigger, a little bit heavier, it doesn't matter. Sigma's proved that you can go bigger and heavier, but bring the quality, and people are buying the Sigma. Those three Sigma lenses, the sixteen, thirty, and fifty six, have just been. Awesome, and they've sold really, really well for the Canon M, M range uh, since they came out last October, I think they were. So, yeah, it was, um, I don't think Canon will have any issues selling them. If they bring them out, they can obviously ask, they're going to ask a premium for them, but I'm not in, really interested in getting a big full-frame one. I'm pretty happy with where I'm at uh, on the APS-C sensor. If I can get a great lens with stabilisation, that would be pretty darn cool, a little bit of weather-resistant. Also, some, some other stuff that we've talked about on the wish list. But that IBIS, that's a great start. Good to see that's pretty much locked in. CR2, I'd be pretty happy to call that a pretty much a definite, I'd say, by the time it comes out. So, yeah, good work, Canon. <clears throat> uh, Miki, the lens maker, um, they do, do some nice lenses, some funky stuff. Um, I've done a pre-order or announced a pre-order for a 50mm 1.2 RF lens. That's a super, super fast lens. Great for portraits. Around that, 80, 50 to 85 sort of portraits. 50s sort of a bit of a can do a bit of everything sort of a lens. Um, not a super, that 85 is more super defined for portraits, but a 50s generally renowned as a great chuck it on your camera and do a bit of everything lens. 1.2 mega, mega fast. It's obviously a manual lens with uh, Miki. I don't think they do autofocus on any of their lenses. So very much like Seven Artisans and that uh, other rest of those other Japanese specialty lenses. Great news is 
Uh, 1.250 for the RF, 359 US dollars. Way, way, way cheaper than what you're going to pay for a Canon. So that's fantastic. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot more of those uh, out, outsourced, I guess, or outlying companies that make uh, different lenses for companies start smashing a heap of RF lenses out this year or the latter part of this year uh, to get ready for that range now that it's expanded out to the R5, R6. There's a huge market there for them. People are going to want lenses. Uh, the lenses for the Canons are renowned to be they're two, three thousand dollars a lens. So if you can get something for three fifty, so that's about five, six hundred bucks Australian. That's a pretty good deal for that mount. So huge, huge, and uh, I'm sure it'll be really quality. Uh, really quality. That's terrible English. Uh, I'm sure it'll be very good quality. And yeah, so definitely one to check out if you've got one of those R's or if you've got the RP or the R. You're going to get some starts in a lot more glass for you. So that's cool. And affordable glass too. That's pretty darn important to get those entry-level people into the mirrorless full-framed sector. Now, Apple Silicon. Um, there are going to be some uh, big things here. The scores for them, they've done some arm checking. Some guys have got some arm chips and they, obviously that developers box they sent out for the new arm stuff and for the programmers they're doing checks on that and stuff like that and the scores are beating the current laptops so in regards to that so your scores like on blender and all that uh the one i think one of them the one of the scores beat the 16 inch pro like pretty scary that is such a small chip that's normally from mobile uh, obviously they're going to be going to that five nanometer is it five I think it's five nanometer this year with the arm chip with the arm chips uh, and that's going to be the ones going in I think well from what we're hearing the power and performance of the new max when with these arm chips once they nail it down I think the first version is going to be possibly a little bit tricky to get everything going but 2021 22. 2022, you're going to be looking at three nanometers by then. That's the new ones. They've already got them in production and testing. Uh, we're going to be talking some ridiculous scores. Now, Intel's just had to drop uh, their uh, seven nanometer chip back another six months. So they're way behind now. They're at least a year to a year and a half, possibly two years behind Apple's ARM chips. So it's uh, big news for Apple. A great time for them to sort of push forward. And it's it's only going to benefit the consumers. It's pretty simple as that. Um, from what, what I'm reading and what I'm seeing, uh, the ARM chips are going to be super, super, super powerful. So for their size and their power consumption, it's going to be crazy what Apple will be able to get out of them. So you can see obviously why they jumped head on into it. <clears throat> and it's actually surprising they actually haven't bought ARM. We did discuss that last week. I think it, um, I think TS... MC, the big chip manufacturer, is I think they're talking about possibly buying ARM as well. So they supply to everyone, which is not a bad deal. That'd be good if they did buy it. They can obviously produce them and do all the get that technology. They'll be able to produce the chips, go straight into their current line, and then obviously they'll sell them to everyone. So everyone gets the benefit. So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Now, first Max will uh, be getting these. Uh, in this year's release so look out for that for the arm and also we will be getting face uh, unlock coming with the new Mac so 
a lot of things happening in regards to those ARM chips and the new Macs this year. Um, now, the initial testing, they've do a fair bit of uh, been talk about the testing with obviously the, the ISO, iOS apps on the Macs. Um, that's one of the big things with the ARM chips is the fact that you can take an iPhone app, put it straight onto your laptop, and it's going to work like it does on your phone. So very, very cool. Now, the initial test, there's been a lot of lot of talk about buzz on this on the internet, and it looks looking like they're going really well, like way above what's expected. Um, don't know if that's just, I guess, people just getting out and saying the positives and not mentioning the negatives, but it, at, which is pretty rare for the internet. Normally, the negatives come out first. So I reckon it's pretty cool. Um, it's going to be... Uh, Apple is looking like they're on a bit of a winner there. Um, if you are one of those people, I'm, I don't use, I don't think I use anything from my apps that I would cross over to my Mac. So I guess it doesn't really affect me too much. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's great that they've been able to solve this issue for the guys that actually do need these from a productivity standpoint. Uh, it's going to make it easier for everyone. It's going to make it easier for developers. If it's easier for developers, it means it's cheaper for consumers, which is a win for everyone, and that's what I'm all about. That's fantastic. I think that'll be good. Right. Now, some big news. <clears throat> wow. I don't, I don't even need this. I've watched it that many times. I watched the thing. The Canon R5, R6, great cameras. They've done what they can do. The overheating, I think, is a little bit blown out. Um, I get. I took another view at it the other day, and the way I looked at it is, there's no other camera out there that can shoot 8K. So people whinging about it overheating after even five minutes, or 10 minutes, or 15 minutes of 8K. Either go buy a video camera, <laughs> or show me another camera that you hybrid camera that can shoot 8K. We'll talk about temperature then. So you really, it's like, I understand, you know, everyone, and that's my job. It's a mechanic. That's all we do is look at the negative. When you don't look at positives as a mechanic, all, all people, all my whole career is about finding wrong things wrong with everything, with machines. So I understand that side. Um, but, yeah, like, it's the only one with 8K. You can't knock it. doesn't matter if it does 5, 10, 15 minutes, an hour. It's still the only one that does 8K, so you can't knock it. But having said that, on the caveat, the big thing that came out over the weekend, uh, Max Tech, I think it is Max Yurov over on Max Tech, uh, his channel, uh, he got the R, he's got the R5 and the R6 there. He tried to use the software. Now, that new 442, so you got the 4K60 and the 8K files. The 8K files, he had two computers. He had a Mac 16-inch uh, like mine, fully decked out, same as mine, and he also had another Windows type with a big graphics card, basically top-of-the-line graphics card. I think it had a NVIDIA in there or something. So top-of-the-range, two top-of-the-range laptops. Both could not, and I mean could not, edit the 4K60. So it would, that was just – that is software-wise and editing – a total disaster. Uh, 8K, he could get it, but it was stopping and starting. It actually looked like my old 13-inch Mac doing 1080 from seven years ago. That's how bad it was 
on the Mac and the Windows unit. He put it on his Mac Pro. Still no good. The 8K was pretty good on the Mac Pro. Now, I think he had 128 gig of RAM, and I don't think he had the afterburner, but he had like a big graphics card on there and all that. Uh, pretty much a, a $10,000 Mac Pro, and that's, that could not do the 4K60. I mean, that is just, that's something I guess everyone overlooked. Fantastic that he did the video and talked about it because I don't care what you're going to be shooting on. If you can't edit it, it's a friggin' nightmare. So that you're not going to use it. It's going to you're just going to just a total waste. Now you're saying obviously you can make proxies. I've never made a proxy. Um, I'm I'm not sure that process how easy how hard it is. I can't imagine doing having to do another step to transfer it into something. To, so then you can use it. So it's useful. That ain't a good thing from a from a uh, retailer's point of view when you're trying to sell something to someone to say, hey, yeah, we can do all this, but you need to do that. Now, the big selling point with Blackmagic's 12K was the fact that they could easily edit 12K video on a MacBook Pro 16. So, yeah, Canon, you need to do something there. I'm not sure if it's just that codec. Obviously, it's got a fantastic amount of data in it and, and stuff like that, but if no one can edit it, that's gonna really crush people's hopes for it. Um, especially like um, people that are time poor, uh, wedding photographers who are on, probably on just ridiculous deadlines. They need to get the photos, then brides wanna see the photos ASAP. Uh, you've got this video, you've got all these friggin' CFX Express cards, chockers full, uh, but you can't even edit it because you're sitting there transferring it all over into some proxy so you can put it into the Premiere Pro or DaVinci or whatever. And it didn't matter between DaVinci Premiere Pro or the Apple one. I can't remember. <laughs> I've just forgotten. So it didn't matter what one. They were all just crap. So absolute abysmal to try and edit with any of that. 4K60, was that, that was the one that crushed it, just absolutely smashed it to bits. Or 4K120. 4K120? I think it's the one, 120. Just smashed it, couldn't do it. Even a 4K60 could not do it because it's at that 442 codec. So I think that's a bit that's just killing it and yeah really 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 bad um yeah not good not good oh yeah his mac pro was a 12 core i did write that down so yeah not good at all uh that's probably something that wasn't talked about we're all i guess blinded by the fact that he got an 8k camera which is fantastic that the good news is the 8k because it's raw that was actually not too bad and you could do it if you can put it onto a 1080 timeline it actually worked and you could do stuff with it. So you could probably do it that way. Um, yeah, but uh, I guess a little bit disappointing in that regards. And I guess uh, those ARM chips with that extra power, they might be the bit of a saving grace because at the moment, I don't think anyone's going to be able, able to use that 442. I've got to look up and see how to do these proxies. So it, it may not, that might be not a major step. So. My apologies for my ignorance. <laughs> now, um, last but not least, uh, Trump. I haven't talked about my mate, little mate Trump for a while. He, uh, it's a pretty sad one, this one. Uh, if you haven't heard of uh, Chilean Maxwell, she was with that other scumbag that uh, magically killed himself in the cell with no video cameras on. Um, 
and she was current. She's currently under investigation. I think looking at life imprisonment for uh, her part in that disaster. If you haven't seen it, I guess Netflix is a good place to start to get a, a broad understanding, and then I guess you, getting the facts is going to be a little bit trickier. It's a bit hard to say anything when you can't say anything. So, but. Having said that, uh, what she is under investigation for and currently, um, I guess, going to court for and possibly going to jail for a long, long, long time if she lasts that long, uh, I think that's the current thing, how long, that's the current betting, how long she's going to last before she has an accident, um, <laughs> which is pretty crazy to think about nowadays. So that's, that's probably what she's thinking about, I'm sure. Uh, Trump went on an interview and said... Uh, Hope, wish her all the best and, like, wow. Uh, he's denied being part of that uh, disaster. But, uh, yeah, her allegations against her and he wished her best. Now, for a president of any country, uh, if someone's, doesn't matter if they're under investigation, you know them, you're 100% sure, you think yeah, they're, they're not going to get found guilty uh, with that label on there, why would you say something like that? That's just insane. Uh, yeah, not good. Um, yeah, pretty sad that he said that. It was, yeah, it's a very hard one to talk about, I guess. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of poor girls out there that have suffered an um, Epstein, did a lot of nasty, nasty stuff. Uh, he got what he deserved. I think she's going to end up getting what she deserved. But for Trump to come out and say... Uh, yeah, best of luck. It's like, wow. Now, it was did watch a video tonight uh, where one of the comedians was uh, just saying, that, well, you know, she must have enough stuff on both sides of the fence because no one's knocked her off yet that they're both trying to look after her to cover their own interests depending on who gets elected. She may survive till the election and then that might be her curtain call depending on who she dumps in the bin. So, and that was what were they were saying that Trump was possibly, allegedly, uh, making sure he's covered his baskets in case he loses so she doesn't try and sink him, I guess. So, yeah, it was pretty well, – it's not funny. It was. It's pretty bloody terrible. Um, it's hard to say. I don't know how you put it, but, yeah, for a president, not good. Not good at all, Trump. Uh, even for you, that's probably a new low, I think. Not good at all. Anyway, it's a – not a good way to finish, but yeah, had to say it. It was uh, yeah, definitely weird. We're in a 2020. It continues to evolve into one of the most craziest years. I think we're in some sort of time warp or portal or something where we're stuck halfway between heaven and hell or wherever the hell we are or what's going on because it's just insane. You could not write a movie, a script, a book, a podcast about this year, if you tried, if you hadn't lived through it. Wow. Definitely something to teach me little buddy Jack about when he grows up and explain. I'm going to have to sit down and explain this over a few beers, I guess. <laughs> wow. Very, very cool. Alrighty, Have a great day. I'll see you all again tomorrow. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Whether you're coming this way, that way, I'll catch you tomorrow. Peace out.